Hi everyone, my name is Natalie Ledwell and this is The Inspiration Show. Today on the show my special guest is going to share her inspiring story of a journey that her family went through and how she's using that experience to really uplift the families of many others, especially children who are, um, are battling cancer. Uh, or I shouldn't say battling cancer, who are actually going through cancer. Uh, but before we get into the, uh, the nuts and bolts of today's uh, interview, I just want to remind you that if you are watching this show on YouTube, that when you finish watching the show, please click the link below this video to take my 30 second free quiz to find out what's blocking you from success and of course if you're watching this on mymibbies.com uh, you can always leave your email in the box here so we can send you the manifesting with a master's video e-course so uh, please uh, well, help me welcome my guest today Laura Lane hi Laura how are you good Natalie thank you so much this is wonderful Thank you. I'm such a, such a pleasure to have you here. Now, Laura and I actually met uh, for the first time in Detroit not, not too long ago. Mm -hmm. um, and when she told me her story, I'm like, I have to have you on the Inspiration Show um, because it was such it's such a um, it's such an interesting story, and I know that it can help a lot of people. But I also want to talk about what you're doing, uh, you know, and how you're serving a, a big community out there, um, and helping them get information and giving them hope and happiness. So why don't we start first of all um, with your story, okay. and uh, why you got into doing this summit and everything that you're doing now? Okay. Well, well, in February February 24th, 2011, was a day that completely changed my life and um, all of my family. It was the day that my daughter, she went to the doctor's office because she was having these terrible, terrible headaches. And they were headaches that were waking her up in the middle of the night, which I just can't imagine uh, how painful that would be to, to have a headache that wakes you up. And so she went to the doctor and he said, you need to get to the emergency. Um, they did a CAT scan by 2 in the afternoon. She had an MRI by dinner time, and she was in emergency brain surgery by 9.30 at night. Mm. Um, we then came to find out uh, that the, the pressure that was building up in her brain that was causing these headaches was because she had a tumor there and that she had a very rare form of cancer called penioblastoma. And penioblastoma is so rare... Uh, the chances of getting it are one in seven million. Wow. So, um, which is just mind-boggling. And so we began this whole journey of, of cancer treatments, um, uh, protocol through St. Jude's Hospital. Celeste had a surgery first in London, Ontario, and then she was moved to Toronto to Sick Kids Hospital. And a couple of months into this journey, I had at first, like finding out that my daughter has cancer, it, it's scary, it's overwhelming. Um, I was afraid to find out, uh, to go online and Google and find out more about it, and I just didn't want to. But then I got this impression that I needed to go and just look. And so I found this one particular website, and it was all about kids with this particular diagnosis, and, and found out that there was another 12-year-old girl who was diagnosed the very same month as Celeste. The chances of that happening is twenty three and a half billion to one. Yeah. Like what is like just mind boggling. So we reached out to this family because they live in New Jersey. And um, when 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 we reached out to them, we found this connection, this incredible connection. We're both going through the same thing. Lori is Haley's mom. She and I just became so close. 
and I just had a feeling I needed to tell the story about these two girls. And so I got this idea, this inspiration that came to me was that I needed to um, write a book. Um, and so that became part of our journey was keeping track of all of the conversations that, that happened between Lori and I. Um, and I put this focus on sharing the story of my daughter. And we were so pleased. We made it through chemo. Um, radiation first and then chemo. Both girls got uh, to go home and Celeste's tumor had shrunk 98.5%. Wow. And so we were just thrilled. Yeah. Like, okay, we're so close, just so close to, to this being gone. And Haley had her no evidence of disease. They were able to go home. There were so many months of recovery. Then they both got to go back to school um, four months later, which was phenomenal. And it would just became all about, okay, let's get better, let's get better. And on uh, a summer MRI, she had an MRI in the summertime, and we're just, okay, it's going to be our no evidence disease, and it wasn't. He said there were these little tiny spots that came back, and I thought, no, no, this is not what's supposed to happen for us. This was not in the plan. We were doing everything we could to, to, to obliterate this disease, and it wasn't supposed to come back. It's just not in the plan, and I struggled so much. But I had this moment when I realized that as much as I would do anything in the whole world for my daughter, I realized it wasn't my fight. Hmm. That, sure, it wasn't fair of me to say, Celeste, we're going to do this and this and this and this. That I needed to turn to her and say, if you want to fight this, then we'll do everything in the world to fight it. But if she couldn't do this anymore, that that was okay too. Yeah. And it was this huge surrendering that I had that I wanted to do what was best for her. Not what was best for me and what I wanted, but what was best for her. And she said, no, Mommy, I want to fight this. And I said, well, whatever happens... If, if she felt like she couldn't do this anymore, then we would make every day that she had left wonderful. Um, but she said she wanted to fight it. So a few months passed. And I don't know if you recall, um, in December of 2012, there was a shooting in Connecticut, the Sandy Hook shooting, where a That's shooter right. went into that elementary school. Mm -hmm. And that was a moment that changed, really changed my life. I don't normally hear about stories like that, but on that particular day I was in a location where I heard about that story and my heart ached. Just ached for these family because I knew the journey they were about to begin. Um, it was 35 years ago that my mother, my sister, and I, we were in a car accident and both my mother and my sister were killed. So my father and I knew this journey that this family was about to go through, that these families, plural, were about to embark on having just lost their child. And I just thought, my heart ached for them. And I thought, if this is, this is such, such a hard time. But what I didn't realize was that one month later, I would receive the same news that we went to take Celeste for um, another MRI and they said that she had so many tumors in her body that they only gave her days or weeks left to live. 
and there was a minister from our church who said sometimes there are spirits that are so sweet and so special that God has to call them home. And I thought about my little Celeste, and she was just an incredible little girl. Here's a child who, if you put the X-Men on TV or Lord of the Rings, she's like, Mommy, I can't watch that. And she would walk out of the room. Mm. She couldn't have that. She just found this world that we live in with the violence. And I thought back to what had happened with the Sandy Hook shooting. And I thought, if this is the world that we live in today, I could see God looking down at her and saying, Little girl, you don't need to stay in this world anymore. You can go home now. And that this was a blessing to her. That if I had held on tightly and said, No, she has to stay, that it would have been cruel to her. Yeah. And I could let her go with peace. And everything in my life up until that point, having lost